Good evening. Good evening. My name is Lisette and I'm your host. Welcome to the broadcast. I know it's a little late tonight. I'm glad that I'm able to do this. Um, I just want to welcome you once again. My computer is dying. Let me just plug this up. And um, I ask that you share, share, share on tonight. We continue with Pray Without Seizing, The Believer's Guide to Effective Intercession by Apostle Stephen A. Garner. Uh, for those of you that have not listened to the previous broadcast on this book, I highly recommend that you go ahead. It's noteworthy and there's a lot of great nuggets on increasing your um, prayer life and um, it's scriptural based and it really makes you um, go deeper in the word of God amen so uh, with this said let's pray and then we're gonna get into this chapter in which this chapter is section 5 and it's worship and intercession the heavenly patterns. And then we're going to make a, de a decree at the end. So please bow your heads. Father, we love you. We adore you. We thank you on this evening that you have graced us with your presence. We thank you that, Father God, it is in you that we find life and purpose. It is in you that we are able to um, hear from heaven, Father God, to be instructed by you, to honor you, and to make you known to all the earth, Father. We ask, Father God, that you would minister unto each and every individual that is listening on this broadcast, Father God. We pray for an awakening in their ears and that they would be their ears would open and they, they would have new revelation and wisdom from heaven, Father God. Um, wisdom that will um, teach us your ways. Wisdom that gives us your guiding light. Wisdom that gives us self-control. Wisdom that partners with you, Abba Father. Wisdom to teach us your ways and Father God and guide us in all truth. We love you, we worship you, we thank you in advance. We give you all glory and all honor and all praise. Amen. So I'm going to quickly read uh, where we left off on yesterday, and then we're going to get into some scriptures, and then we're going to break these down just a bit. Here we can see an Old Testament pattern of God's manifestation present on the congregation in the wilderness. Moses, the intercessor, encounters God for several days. All of a sudden, the God of heaven invades earth. He came down and touches upon Mount Sinai. There the presence of fire and smoke ascends as a furnace and the whole mountain suddenly begins to quake. This is a picture of what God wants to do today as we begin to intercede and pray for our land. Let us look um, 
a little deeper into this and he begins to talk about the altars, the incense, the fire, the thunder. All these things occur when the presence of God is, is activated. And then also the earthquakes. And it, it is all scriptural uh, where he speaks about this. He, he, he's very intentional about giving all the scriptures and we're going to go through some of them. Um, but, um, as I was reading this, this just didn't happen randomly. This happened to a people that was radical for Jesus Christ. And we, as the believers of Christ, we, uh, encounter him by pursuing him and by, um, drawing in, in and, and yielding onto the Spirit of God so that His presence can manifest through our worship, through our prayer, through our intercession. And it takes a lot of balance and it takes a lot of consistency and discipline um, where we're reading the Word and learning the Word accurately and um, um, you know, getting teachings from obviously our church, our foundation, uh, and also worshiping. Um, when you worship, uh, obviously a lot of things happen, but it opens the heavens as we, we're going to read on here and um, so on and so forth. And then uh, prayer that breaks uh, chains and intercession, travailing in an intercession. We need to have a life of balance. Uh, to learn God about God in all these aspects and more, but um, in order for Him to manifest in us and through us for His glory, Amen. So, um, you know, I, as I was uh, reading this, um, there was a scripture that came to mind, and I'll read it really quick before we get um, into these um, scriptures that apostle brings, and I'm not going to read them all. I'm just going to read a few of them, but, um, I really just want to be intentional on the ones I picked. Uh, Romans 12, one and two says, I appeal to you, therefore brothers, by the mercy of God to present your bodies as living sacrifices, sacrifice, as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spirit, your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. True worship, whether it's corporate or individual, has several major components as described in Romans 12, 1 and 2. First, the motivation to worship is the mercy of God, which embodies all he has given us, none of which we deserve. Second, the manner of worship is the presentation of our bodies, including our hearts, minds, hands, thoughts, and attitudes to God. Thirdly, our worship involves renewing our minds through the word of God to know the truth, to believe the truth, to hold conviction about the truth and to love the truth with 
naturally with naturally results in true worship spiritual worship i'm going to say this again to know the truth to believe the truth to hold convictions about the truth and to love the truth will naturally result in true spiritual worship fourth this is the fourth one true worship is god-centered not man-centered it's not about you it's about all about god it's about bringing his purpose to the land the purpose of worship is not to produce an emotional experience because god doesn't care about our emotions i don't mean it that way but it, it's it's more about his purpose being fulfilled but to acknowledge god's singular worthiness to be worshiped let me say it again but to acknowledge god's singular worthiness to be worshiped so the first duty and responsibility of those who desire um you know to worship must be first understand the nature of worship in itself and this was really interesting to me to learn while i was reading this um so it takes a partnership is what i'm saying it takes a partnership we have to partner with the holy spirit for god to manifest in great ways in us and through us and in the world amen so isaiah um i'm sorry let's look at luke 1 8 through 13 luke 1 and this is this is from I, i'm gonna tell you all these scriptures are from yesterday's episode if you did not listen to yesterday's episode i highly recommend you go back and listen because we had a lot of scriptures we went through so uh, i'm only gonna go through some of them today and then you can go through the rest of them at a later time uh luke 1 8 through 13 and it says let me find it sorry and this is in the nlt bible i know apostle likes to use the king's james but today i'm gonna i i, I can almost identify with the nlt a little more um uh luke 1 8 through 13 one day Zechariah was serving God in the temple for his own order was on the duty that week. Was his order was on duty that week as was the custom of the priests. He was chosen by lot to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burnt incense. While the in incense was being burnt, a great crowd stood outside praying while Zechariah was in the sanctuary an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing to the right of the incense altar Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him the worship at the altar brought about an angel an angel appeared this is what happens when there's this partnership that God has intended for us to have with him. Uh, let's look at Isaiah 56, 7. I'm trying to really quick get through this. Isaiah 
56, 7, and it says, And I will bring them to my holy mountain of Jerusalem, and I will fill them with joy in my house of prayer. Oh my goodness. Worship will bring, worship and prayer will bring joy to your heart. And this is all happens at the altar. And he says here, a place established of sacrifice where the God of heaven could come into contact with the natural realm. Man and the, the territories they live in. This is what happens. There's a manifestation of joy that happens. Like I read in Isaiah 57, uh, 56, 7, sorry. Now we're going to go to incense. Fumigate, the definition is fumigation, fragrance, perfume, or smoke. Used typically in worship, prayer, prayer, praise, and of Christ. Ephesians 5, 2. Let's go there. Ephesians 5, 2. And it says, 5, 2. It says, sorry, live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loves us and offers himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Worship, prayer, intercession brings the love of Christ upon us. Some of us have never really experienced that kind of love that only the Father can give us. So it is, it is crucial that we get into that place and we worship him and we seek him and we pray to him and we intercede so that we can experience the love of Christ just like the scriptures state. Amen.